All right, Rabotai, welcome. Erev Shabbat. The time is short. And uh, our custom is to say uh, some Devre Torah on the upcoming parasha. Of course, this week is uh, Korah. And much has been said about Korah. That she tells us right in the beginning, parasha Zuyafan Idreshet. There's a lot of Midrash on Parashat Korah as well. And... Uh, Uh, this, at least on today's class, I'd like to uh, divert a little from the story of Korah. We'll talk about that tomorrow morning in depth. And we have a lot of Hadushim to say on it. But uh, there's something that I found at the end of the parasha that I think is worth our attention and consideration. And this is not so well known because we get so caught up with the story of Korah that we can't see past it. I mean, it's such a dramatic story. If you ask most people, you know, besides the ground opening up and swallowing Korah, what else is in the parasha? And most people say, I don't know. <laughs> so that's it. And the name, the name of the parasha is Korah itself, so that takes the, the center stage. But there's a lot of pesukim after the story that uh, need to be analyzed. And uh, right after the story of Korah, the Torah comes and tells us how uh, Aharon and his family received the 24 matanot kehuna. <clears throat> and the Torah actually lists a whole list of things that if you're a Kohen, you get. These are the entitlements that you get. Aaron, although they didn't get a piece of the land in Israel, <clears throat> he didn't get real estate, but he did get, um, they did get compensated. So let's say, for example, if you had a sheep, you had to give Aaron the first shearings of the sheep. And uh, let's say you had uh, a, a, a tree, so you'd have to give them the first fruits. And if you had uh, a product, you had to give them 2%. And if you had uh, a firstborn, they get it. They get the five shekalim of Pidyon Aben. And uh, they have uh, the, the korbanot that they get to eat. Korban hatat, korban asham, they get the skins of the korban ola. The, uh, the, if let's say uh, somebody steals money from a convert, and then the convert dies. And the convert doesn't have any relatives. So who gets the money? You have to compensate. You give it to the Kohanim. It's So there's 24 different uh, items like that that the uh, Kohanim live on. Last week we learned about, if I'm not mistaken, the Hala. That if you have a dough, you have to give a certain percentage of the dough and you got to give it to the uh, Kohanim. So, so that's how they lived. They lived on that, um, on that Matana. Exactly. They lived off the people. And it was, uh, you know, they made, they made a living. <clears throat> and it's written in this week's perashah. This is where we know that they get the 24 matanot keuna. It's written, it's written here. And the, the famous Rashi <clears throat> says why it's written here. And he gives the, he gives the mashal. If we can read the mashal, it's, um, it's in Perek Yudhet Fasuk Zayin. V'ani hinena tati lecha. God says, behold, I am giving it to you. Rashi says, besimha. Anytime it says, hine, hine is lashon simha. So he says, mashal lemelech. And Rashi gives an example. How do you know that hine is lashon simha? Because when Aaron went out to greet Moshe, it says, hine yotze lekratecha veraacha vesamach belibo. That when Aaron went out to greet Moshe, he was happy. And it says, hine. Fine. Mashal lemelech, 
שנתן שדה לאוהבו. The mashal is to a king that gave a field to his friend, the one that he loves. ולא כתב ולא חתם ולא העלה בערכני. He didn't write any papers, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, uh, register it with the courts. And the king gave him a gift. Of course, a guy came and he uh, filed a dispute on the field. Hey, that's my field. Don't worry, anybody that comes against you, don't worry, now I'll register it so you can just show them the deed. God gave Aaron the kiwna. God said, I don't have to give him a stamp, I don't have to give him a license, I don't have to give him a, a, a paper. I, I, I said, he's the Kohen. All of a sudden, Korach comes along and says, hey, who says? So now God says, okay, now I got to give him a, uh, you know, a registration. Brit Melach means a salt treaty. What's a salt treaty? That just like salt doesn't spoil and doesn't decay, so too the treaty that I'm making with Aaron is a salt treaty, meaning it's, it's forever. It's not going to decay. So this is like the confirmation of God that if anybody subsequently will come and question the veracity of Aaron's appointment, God says, hey, I gave them the 40, 24 matanot keuna. That's the validation that Aaron is the, is the chosen one. So that's why the 24 matanot are mentioned in this week's parasha. Beautiful. Now the pasuk comes along and he says, <coughs> the pasuk says, in pasuk chaf he, vaydaber adroin Moshe lemor, it's 18.25. Now you have to speak to the Levim, because not only are we obligated to give things to the Kohanim, but the Levim are also obligated. So what do the Levim, Levim have to give? We have to give the Levi 10%. That's called Ma'asir. The Levi has to take from his 10% and he has to take an additional 10% from that and give it to the Kohen. That's called Ma'asir. So you got how it works? We give the Kohen, uh, we give the Levi 10%. And he takes from that percent, an additional 10% on that, and he gives it to the Kohen. And they, that's called Tirumat Ma'asir. There's two names for that. Either Ma'asir Minha Ma'asir or Tirumat Ma'asir, which means the lifting from the Ma'asir. He's lifting a tithe from the Ma'asir. Very nice. And who gets it? The Kohen. Which Kohen? Any Kohen. Evantem? Any Kohen. Next Pasuk. V'nechshav lachem Tirumatchem. When you uh, give the Tirumot, Kadagan, Menagorim, Vechamna, Menayakim, Ken, Tarimu, Gamatem, Tirumat Hashem, Mekom Asotechem, Asher Tekum Et Bnei Yisrael, Untatem Mimenu, you will give the Maasem and the Maaser, Et Tirumat Hashem, Le'aharon HaKohen, you will give it to Aharon HaKohen. Now, we have a big question over here. The Pasuk is saying, that the ma'asir min ma'asir will be given to Aaron Kohen. <coughs> now that's really not true. You don't have to give the 
Maasim and a Maaseh to the Kohen Gadol. Aaron is the Kohen Gadol. The Pasuk could have said, if I was writing it, I would have said, Untatim Mimenu Turumat Hashem La Kohen. But here it's talking about Maasim and a Maaseh, and it says, and you will give the Maasim and a Maaseh to Aaron a Kohen. Correct. The Levi takes 1% of his item and gives it to the Kohen. 10%. Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's. One of the original. Of the original. Of the original. Of the original. Walks away with 3%. Right. The point is, why does the Pasuk over here say that the Maasim and the Maasim goes to Aharon a Kohen? It doesn't go to Aharon necessarily, it goes to any Kohen. When the whole is talking the to you, but it usually mentions the to you and then your children. This one just says it. Correct. Correct. Which is, which is, which is we're definitely uh, something to talk about. Correct? Now, there's a, uh, there's a big discussion in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. It's a Mishnah Sanhedrin. The Mishnah Sanhedrin has a discussion in the Mishnah does Korah have uh, Olam Haba or not? Or is he just going to be perpetually underneath the ground forever? The big question. So the Gemara Sanhedrin and Dav Kufchet says, Mishnah, Adat Korah, Ena Atida La'alot. It's not coming up. They're staying down in the ground. Chene Emar, Pasuk. you cause somebody to die. And then you also resurrect. You bring people down to the depths. And you lift them up. So the way the Maharsha understands what Hana was saying was, that God, you are the one that resurrects the dead. And in the case of Korah, <coughs> he doesn't need to be resurrected in the sense because he did not die. He went down alive. It says, Hayin She'olah. They went down alive. And as a matter of fact, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that they were able to hear Korah, you know, uh, screaming from the ground. Uh, you know, uh, anybody know the Wi-Fi code? He was even asking for the Wi-Fi code. The point is, and he has to have Wi-Fi. He's in jail to have Wi-Fi, no? So now, so he went down alive. Haim She'ola. Haim She'ola. So therefore, she says... God, if you are the one that's memit and you can resurrect a dead person, so certainly murid she'ol, if you bring the guy alive, all you got to do is be'al, all you got to do is, uh, is bring him back alive, just lift him up. And therefore from that pasuk, the Rabbi and the Ezra learns that Korah has a future. Oh, says the Maharsha, and why is Hanah praying for, uh, for Korach, where Hannah has all of a sudden a, a vested interest to pray for Korach's Aliyah. So the Maharsha says that Hannah felt a little responsible. She felt a little responsible. 
How could she feel responsible? What does Hannah have to do with, uh, with Korah? So it says that what made Korah emboldened to fight against Moshe? He saw something. He saw, he had Ruach HaKodesh, Korah. The old time, the Sha'im, they were, they were, at least they had, you know, they were, they were, they were big people. Korah, Pikeah, was a Pikeah. So he saw in the future. What did he see in the future? He saw that Shemuel HaNavi is going to come from him. And it's true. Shemuel HaNavi is a direct descendant of Korah. And therefore he felt that if Shemuel HaNavi is coming from me, must be, uh, I'm a Hashuv guy. And Shemuel is right there with Moshe, you know, up there with the prophecy. So therefore, it was the fact that he saw Shemuel is going to come from him that he became a little more, what should we say, overly confident and think he could beat uh, Moshe. He felt that, you know, we, we say we have zikhut avot. He felt he had zikhut banim. And therefore he felt, but he felt that the zikhut of the banim must be from zikhut avot. That Shemuel is only able to come because a guy like me. And then because I'm so great, that's why I had a Shemuel, and therefore I could fight Moshe. Again, he made a mistake. He made a mistake because he thought, I got to survive this because Shemuel's going to come out of me. But he didn't realize that he's going to die and his children are going to survive. So actually, Shemuel would come out of his children and not from Korah, technically. So therefore, he messed up. But what caused him to make this mistake was Shemuel. And who was the mother of Shemuel? Hannah. Hannah prayed for Shemuel. And for... So Shemuel, also, yeah, first. also, prayed to Shemuel first. And therefore, now all of a sudden, when Hannah gets Shemuel, and she's reviewing Parashat Korah, she reads the first Nashi, that, what do you mean, Korah saw my son? That's why this guy's underground today, because he saw my son, and therefore he got all, uh, 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 what do you call it, up? So therefore, Hannah comes along and says, I don't want to get responsible. Hashem bemitum hayeh, morit she'ol vayal, Please, I don't want to have a chalik. I don't want to be the indirect cause of causing this guy caught out to be under the ground forever. Therefore, she made a, she made a tifrit. That's the way the Maharsha explains. So therefore, there's hope for Korah, at least according to uh, this Mishnah over here, the tefillah of, uh, of Hannah. And that's what we once said in the tefillah. We say every day uh, in the, in the beraka of uh, Etzemach David. We say, Masmiyah Keren Yeshua'ah. That Masmiyah uh, Kenan, that God will sprout a Yeshua. Now, why do we talk about Yeshua being a sprouting? Well, if there's any Yeshua that's going to sprout, that means it has to be Yeshua that's coming from the ground. And which Yeshua is going to sprout from the ground? Korah. And if you take the last letters, Masmiyah Kenan Yeshua is Sufetevot Hana. Masmiyah Kenan Nun Yeshua He. Masmiyah Keren Yeshua Sofet Tevot Hana, which is hinting that she prayed Masmiyah Keren Yeshua, that the Yeshua should be Masmiyah from the, from the ground, which is that Korah is Morit Sheol Bayal. Very nice, uh, very nice item, if we say so. Now, on this story, we go to a very fundamental item. One of the 13 principles of Harambam is we must believe in resurrection. You must believe that the Hayata Metim is a reality. If somebody comes along and says, hey, listen, Rabbi, I believe in the Torah, I believe in Moshe, I love the rabbis, uh, 
you know, I, I believe in all the good things, but listen, uh, uh, you tell me that dead people are going to come back alive again? Ah, you know what I mean? Come on. This is, uh, well, it's not Houdini over here. It's not, uh, I, that much I can't believe. This man, according to Maimonides, is in contempt of one of the principles in Nuhalik Lalamaba. Even, he believe, even though he believes in all the other 12, even though he wrote a book on the other 12. So the guy's an expert on the 12, but the last thing he says, the reason why I didn't discuss number 13 is because technically I don't believe in it, therefore, you know what I mean. First of all, you take that book and burn it with the Hamas, because if a guy doesn't believe in all 13, he's a kofir, and therefore the book is not worth the paper that it's written on. And the guy himself is going to have to suffer his faith, and God says, listen, we're very fair. If you don't believe in the no problem. It won't happen to you. That's it. We, 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 don't, we don't want to do something to you that you don't believe in. You know, we don't want to offend you. So therefore, if you don't believe in it, you have nothing to worry about. It will not happen to you. And therefore, we don't want to disturb you because you don't believe in it. So therefore, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that, that's, that's his biggest punishment. You know? His belief will come true. Ha'omer, enti hayat So... The question is, if somebody would ask you, how do you know this Tehiyat Tamitim? How do you know? You gotta be a proof. Now, when we talk about proofs, there's really only one place that you could bring a legitimate proof for anything, and that's from the Torah. After you show me a proof from the Torah, that's the greatest proof you can be, because the Torah is the emet, and the Torah is the reality, and therefore, <coughs> If you're going to tell me, yeah, because they did a study in, uh, in Cambridge and they showed you how to cells and all that. I'm not interested in Cambridge. I don't know what they're doing over there. You know, leave them, leave them alone over here. I want to know about what the Torah has to say. Is it other name? So, strangely enough, the Gemara in Sanhedrin on page 90, 90b, asked this question. Now hold on to your seats because it's going to come from a place that you least expect it. The Gemara says, "V'amar Rabbi Yochanan, minayin l'tchiyat ha'metim min ha'Torah." How do you know this tchiyat ha'metim from the Torah? Shneimar, as it says in Parashat Korah, "Untatem mimenu etrumat Hashem leAharon Akohen," and you will give the terumah. Who are you going to give the terumah to? Aaron Aaron Kayam. What are you talking about? You can give the Tirumat to Aaron. Is Aaron going to live forever? As a matter of fact, we never gave Tirumat to Aaron Akohen. Aaron never went into Eris Israel. So how can the Pasuk come along and say that you're going to give the Tirumat to Aaron Akohen? What are you talking about? Aaron never received Terumah. Aaron never went into Eretz Yisrael. And the Torah is saying, you're going to give the Terumah to Aaron HaKohen. So the Gemara says, ah, That Aaron HaKohen is going to come back. They're going to be Tiyatamitim. The Yisrael notnim no Terumah. And B'nai Yisrael are going to give him so actually, from this week's Pirashah, put Korah aside, you got to make major item in this Pirashah that snuck in through the back door on a pursuit that it's such a technical thing that we don't even get involved in it. 
You're going to get it, it'll mat, Aaron, leave us alone. And the Gemara said, what are you talking about? This is a big proof because the Torah is emit. Aaron, as of today, never received Tirumah even once. They did not give Tirumah in the Midbar. And the Pasuk saying, and you will give the Tirumah to Aaron HaKohen. Okay, yeah, it's got to be true. So therefore, that's on the future. Wow. That Aaron HaKohen will come back. A side point. Side point. We have to say that when he comes back, he comes back as a Kohen. Kohen Gadol, Kohen. The point is that death doesn't remove the, uh, the status. There's a big question in the, in the subject. There was a rabbi called the Adedet. The Adedet brought a question in the Gemara. The Gemara is talking about Rabbi Zera. <coughs> it says Rabbi Zera invited one of the rabbis to make Hamotzi. So the Adedet says, why did he invite? He's a Kohen, he should make the Hamotzi himself. Rabbi Zera was a Kohen. So the Adedet says, why is he inviting? He's a Kohen himself. So he says, no, because the Gemara Megillah says that Rava and Rabbi Zera were at a Purim party. And they got drunk. And Kam Rava, Rava got up and he slaughtered Rabbi Zera at the party. And he killed him. And then God made a miracle and he came back to life. So he says, once he came back, he loses the status of Kohen. Rabbi Zera. So therefore, now he's a regular guy. Now. He lost. He's not born from a Kohen father anymore. When he come back from the grave, you're resurrected. You're born again. You, you start stuff from scratch. Okay, but that's that's uh, not everybody's opinion. That's not everybody's opinion. The point is, according to this Gemara, it sounds clear that Aaron is going to come back. He's going to come back as a Kohen. So he even says a Kohen Gadol, and I have no reason to argue with him. And therefore, he's going to get the Tirumah. Uh, I want to tell you something. So therefore... It's not enough to believe in Tehayat HaMetim. You must believe that Tehayat HaMetim is from the Torah itself. That if a guy comes along and says, I believe in Tehayat HaMetim, 100% I believe in it, I'll sign my name. If you want, I'll make a Shavu'ah. Okay, beautiful. Could you just tell me, why do you believe in it? Because I was in Rabbi Mansur's class in Parashat Korah, and Rabbi Mansur said, nope. No, Rabbi Mansur, that's what you're relying on? Rabbi Mansur said, no, that's not good. You have to believe that Tehayat HaMetim, that's what Rabbi Mansur says, because the Torah says, that's part of the belief. Ha'omer en Tehayat HaMetim min ha-Torah. That's what the Mishnah says. You have to believe it's coming from the Torah. I used to give a class to guys on Shabbat for 20 years. And these are regular good guys, Ba'alibatim, Syrian guys, you know, beautiful guys. And I would give them classes every, every Shabbat. And uh, I would tell them, that I'm giving you now an opinion. This opinion is universally accepted by Harambam, the Rif, the Rosh, and all the major Rishonim, they hold that this is the Halakha. So one guy says, uh, but what does Rabbi Diamond say? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Rabbi Diamond agrees. Okay, so just tell us Rabbi Diamond. What are you wasting your time with all these other guys over here? We don't know Rambam, Rif, <laughs> You're overselling it. You don't got to tell them about the end. So I call up my dad after smile. So you don't believe how much clout you have. I mean, you even rival the Nishonim. I mean, your word is more, more powerful than the Nishonim. They don't care what the Nishonim have to say. So if somebody comes and says, How do you know Rabbi Diamond said? No, with all due respect, not enough. You have to say the Tahitim has to come from the Torah. And the Pasuk is in Parashat Korah. So the questions we have over here is threefold. 
why is Tehiyat Metim learned in Parashat Korah? I mean, we could have learned it in any parashah. Number two, why is Tehiyat Metim learned by Aharon Kohen specifically? He's the example of Tehiyat Metim. And number three, the context that we're learning it in is that when Aharon gets resurrected, he's going to receive Tirumat Maasir. Maasir a Maasir. So that already needs to be understood also, which was a question in itself. Now, if, if I want to go according to the Maharsha, which the Maharsha on that Tzaddi in Tzaddin says, beautiful, he says, listen, we know that Aharon is called Kodesh Kodashim. Because Aharon goes into the Kodesh Kodashim. He's the only one that can go into the Kodesh Kodashim. And we know that Maaser min Maaser is also called Kodesh Kodashim. Why? Because Maaser is Kodesh. And what you take from the Kodesh is considered Kodesh Kodashim. And if the Mashiach comes, we have Olam Abba, that's already Kodesh Kodashim as well. So therefore we put all three Kodesh Kodashims together. We put Aharon with Kodesh Kodashim. And Tirumat Maaser, which is Kodesh Kodashim, La'atid Lavo, which the world will be in a state of Kodesh Kodashim. And that's why it's a perfect storm. It's the Kodesh Kodashim uh, 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 souffle. And therefore we have that together. And therefore that's why Maharsha says it, it is there. It doesn't answer all our questions, but it definitely answers uh, a lot of them. I saw another one of the Mephanshim that say something beautiful. Somebody might come along and say, Rabbi, what do I have to do to be resurrected. That we didn't discuss yet. Okay, I believe it's the Atametim, I believe it's from the Torah, you got me. But just because you believe does not necessarily mean it's going to happen. Right then? Which means uh, uh, I, I can believe in millionaires, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to become a millionaire. And so therefore, just because you believe in Atametim is not necessarily a reason to be Zocher to Atametim. I have to do something to merit it. So one of the things that I saw that's brought down to merit the Hayat Metim is, listen, we know something about Sadiqim. The Sadiqim, even when they are deceased, they are considered alive. alive. So therefore, when any time, like I said, Sadiqim bemitatam, nikraim hayim. It's an amazing thing. So therefore, there's no such thing as uh, a Kivre Sadiqim, technically. Kivre Sadiqim is almost like their bed. Because the Sadiqim are always alive, the Gemara says, that Eliyahu Nabi goes to the Me'arat HaMachpilah every morning. And he wakes up Avraham Abinu and he makes the Tilat Yadayim on Avraham Abinu and he sullies with him. And then he puts him back in the grave, he goes to Yitzchak, he makes the Yadayim, he sullies with him. And then he goes to Yaakov Abinu, he makes the Yadayim and he sullies with him. So the Gemara says, why didn't he wake them all up at the same time? He said, no, then Mashiach would come. And Eliyahu Nabi cannot bring Mashiach before the time, so then he's got a, Abraham prays alone, Yitzchak prays alone, and yeah. but what do you see? They're alive. I went to the Marat Machpelah. I went to Vatikin, and I'm sure Avram prays Vatikin. Uh, I didn't see him there. I, a guy, obviously, he's got his own minyan, he's got his own action over there. He wasn't praying with us in the main lobby over there. He, 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 he was there. Jack says he saw him. So that's it over there. Very good. <laughs> he's, I have no doubt he was there. He was praying with Eliyahu Navi. That's why we go Netzach Because you know you're praying with Eliyahu Navi. You go in the time, you're praying uh, with Fagamin, who knows what. Anyway, my point is to show it so the Kima is still alive. So therefore, Anybody that connects to the tzaddikim, whether it's the tzaddikim that passed, whether it's the tzaddikim that are still alive, it says, and you will attach yourself to God. The Gemara says, is it possible to attach yourself to God? Hashem is fire. You cannot attach yourself to God. No. That if you attach yourself to tzaddikim, you're going to have hayim. 
That means the, the association with Tamid Hachamim. The association with Sadiqim. So that's it. They bring in. When, when the Sadiq gets to Gan Eden, then the guy gets up. Who's this guy? Bring him in. That's a, bring him. Like, like, like today. He protects you. What happens? You know a guy. Now they see the, the guy coming in. They want to bring him to the other place. And the tzaddik says, oh, this guy was my friend over here. This guy was my, bring him, bring him, bring him, bring him. You sure? The rabbi said, the rabbi said, bring him in, then bring him in. So therefore, that's what the pasuk is saying. Who gets tayatamiti? Whoever gave the tirumot and the ma'asrot to Aaron HaKohen. So what does that mean? You connect the tamid acham. Every week they come to the rabbi, they give him a few dollars, they give him a gift, they give him an item like that. So therefore, because they gave the matanot to Aaron HaKohen, they were connected. And therefore, it's teaching you not only that there is Tihayat Tamitim, but it's teaching you how there's Tihayat Tamitim. Tihayat Tamitim is connecting yourself to Arona Kohen. We have a question with the, with the Hakam, we have a question with the Tzaddik. So therefore, we once explained based on this, the connection to Torah makes Tihayat Tamitim. The connection to Torah, Chum Baruch used to always say, it's Hayim He. The Torah is called Etz Hayim. It's a tree of life. You want life? Connect it to Torah. You don't want life? Charles Dickens. Go read all the, all the books that they made us read in school. That's it. That's Metim. You want Tehiyata Metim? Go study the Torah and that will revive you and bring you to Nitzchayut. So we explain the Mishnah like this. Ha'omer en Tehiyata Metim min ha-Torah if a person doesn't think that Torah can resurrect a person, that's the way you have to, not that the source is from the Torah only, but it is Torah itself that resurrects. Ha'omer, yeah, I believe in Tehiyatamitim, but how? You don't got to learn, you don't have to be connected to Tzadikim, you're wrong. Ha'omer, en Tehiyatamitim, in a Torah, if he doesn't believe that the Torah itself is the vehicle that brings a person to Tehiyatamitim, he's in trouble. So therefore, the pasuk is coming to tell you how is the tihatamitim give the turumot to Aaron Kohen, and therefore you forge a relationship with the tzaddik. Therefore, you're in. You 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 on his list. Imantem. Okay, beautiful. Oh, so now we go into the we go into the uh, hatam sofer. We go into the hatam sofer over here. He says something amazing. He says. You got to get that on the first one. <laughs> so now, so now the explanation is like this. So now explanation is like this. Explanation is like this. Atam Sofer is talking. He says, "What a penashat to talk about the Hayat Hametim? Why? Because we just read about." The ground opening up and swallowing Korah. And therefore we just read about a death of Korah, his cohorts, the 250 men, the Tamba Aviram, on the pellet by the skin of his teeth. And therefore, since we just read about all these people that were brought underneath the ground, the Torah comes along and says, and reminds us. Don't worry, even though you just saw over here the death of a lot of people, the Torah says over 14,000 people of the Kahal, Perished in a second. Don't worry. There is Tehiyat Amitim. And therefore, the Torah is juxtaposing what happened to Korah where there was Mitah. And now the story of Aaron reminds us there is Tehiyah Achare Mitah. Okay, that's the way it is. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Don't, don't say poison. Don't say poison. 
Now what? We're gonna explain like this. No, no, no. That's my job. I take care of it. That's my Friday's honey or honey. I take care of it. That's why I make him sit next to me. I got to keep him hicking. Uh, so now, now he's a sadiq. So don't have this guy. So now, what we explain like this? There's a gemarat sota, and here we begin today's uh, today's derash. The derash begins like this. The derash begins like this. If somebody would ask, is there something that a person uh, can do to lose tehiyat temitim besides not believing in it? If there's something else a person could do to lose tehiyat temitim, the Gemara says, "Kol hamitgae en afaron in Anybody that has gaava en afaron, the dirt in his grave will not move. It sounds like what it's saying is. In Aparon in that means the dirt will remain dormant and remain static and not move when all the other people, the earth is rumbling and moving. This guy in Aparon in the Afar is just going to remain stagnant and he's not going to come out toward So it seems that Ga'ava is a, uh, is, is, is a repellent against resurrection. And I saw once of them, if I try to explain it, if you want to know how the mechanics of it work, and why should Ga'aba repel it? So I saw an explanation because God says to the Baal Ga'aba, me and you cannot live in the same world. Ga'aba belongs to God. Adonai malach, ge'ut lavesh. God has what to be ge'er about. But if you're having Ga'aba, it's like you're wearing the crown of the king. Who are you to be ge'er? You're nothing. You're, you're, you're a creature that's, that's so uh, fallible and so fragile. And you're having Ga'aba? You're taking my robe. Imagine somebody would wear the, take the scepter of the king. The king would, would kill him. Ga'ava belongs to God. So therefore God says, me and the Ge'er, I cannot live in the world with this guy. And the problem is, the Gemarat Ta'anit says there's three keys. And one of the three keys that God has and doesn't give to anybody is the key of Tihayat Ametim. God says, I open up the graves. So therefore, since God says, I cannot live with the Ge'er, and God's got the key to Te'at HaMetim, you push God away. And then you need God to open your grave. And if God's saying, I don't have anything to do with you, because you're a Ge'er, so now he has the master, and there's no copies of that key over there. So therefore, you're stuck. Okay, so that's a, that's a mechanical way to understand why, why that's so. Uh, I once heard a story of a rabbi that came to a town, and he needed a place to stay. So he comes to the uh, Gabai in the Bet Knesset, and the Gabai says, you have a place to stay? He says, yeah, we have two options for you. One is a guy, a very religious guy, uh, his family is from and all that, they have a big library, the Basad is Bet Yosef, Yeshua Yosef Sefaradi, all the stuff. Uh, but I have to just let you know that the guy himself is a little arrogant type of guy, a little brazen guy, but besides that, everything else is good. What's the other option? Another guy, listen, I'm Aretz, Books, I can't tell you. He has Sidur and Tehidim, Hot Israel, maybe. And uh, I don't know the Kashrut, you know, the kosher Butch, I'm sure, but you know, regular, Amcha. But he's a good guy, humble guy. So the rabbi says, I'll stay by the Amaris. I'm shocked that you're saying that. He says, if God says he cannot live in the same world as a Ga'aba, I should live in the same house? <laughs> God says, I can live in the world. Why do we live in the same house? 
I'll give it Amaharis. I'll bring my own food. Don't worry, I'll handle it. Be- better to live in the Ana. <coughs> so the Benish Hai, and this Gemara in Sota, asks the following question. The beginning of Sota, the Gemara, so the, what do you call it? Ask. The Benish Hai asks the following question. Before we get to the Benish Hai, what's the Gemara's proof? How does the Gemara know that a Baal Ga'aba in Afaron in Ahad? Shene'eman. Hakitsu viranenu shochene afar. Hakitsu means, get up. Hakitsu viranenu. And sing the praises of God. Who? Shochene afar. Simply it means those that are sleeping or dwelling in the afar, which is the dead people. The Gemara says, Mi If the person is so humble in his lifetime, that he's a shachin, he's a neighbor to the afar. That's a way of saying he's low. Who, whoever was alive <clears throat> when they were alive, they were shachinay afar. They were a shachin to the afar. That means they lived modest way. They were low. They didn't have any. They were not like they say highfalutin. Shachinay afar. They were shachinin afar. This one will be zochet. That's what we say in the tefillah every day. <clears throat> Every day we pray that we should be zokhef at the How do I know? At the end of the Amidah we say, V'nafshi ke'afar lakol tehiyeh. I hope that the people will see me as afar. That means I don't want to have any arrogance over anybody. When you say V'nafshi ke'afar lakol tehiyeh, you basically say, Hiratson, I should be zokhef at I should be from those that are considered shokhneh afar. I want to be like Don't bring me to gava. Don't bring me to arrogance and haughtiness and I should be big shot and all that. Because the big shot in Afarunanar and the Benish Hai says something beautiful. Benish Hai says, Misha Shachin Afar. So he said like this. In the case of Korah, Korah has a problem. If that's the case. Because we know Korah, he was filled with Ga'aba. I mean, Korah over here, I mean, the guy's got to have guts to create a mutiny against Moshe Rabbeinu. And he has the guts to come and tell Moshe why are you acting in an arrogant way? <laughs> now listen, you, you want to call Moshe a name, call him a name. But the one thing you can't call Moshe, you can't call him arrogant. I mean, that's already, and then look, there's a limit how far you want. There's a limit of how ridiculous a claim could be in a court. You want to tell him he's this, he's that. But there's one thing that everybody knows about Moshe. Moshe Anab, Adam. And what does Korah come along and, and say? You know, Moshe, you have an attitude. You're acting like a haughty guy. I mean, and of course we know that what Korah is doing, according to the psychologists, he's projecting. Projecting, which means you see in others your own faults. When we were young, we used to say, it takes one to know one. And therefore, if Korah is telling Moshe, you're an arrogant guy, what does that mean? That must be that's all Korah is himself. And therefore, he just sees himself People don't see their own flaws. We see our flaws in other. I'll be telling you psychology. 
the flaws of a person annoy him immensely because nobody wants to be flawed in character. It hurts a person to be flawed. However, it hurts him so much that he doesn't even see it. A person cannot see his own faults. That's the way it is. Why? Because it's too painful to him to see it. If he's going to start to introspect and see his own faults, he starts to pick himself apart, he realizes that uh, he's, not such a, he's, he's not Snow White anymore. So therefore, But Hashem made something amazing. That it bothers him so much he can see his flaws in others. So when a guy comes along and tells others, you're a this, you're a that, he's actually projecting himself and it's very comfortable to see it in others. It doesn't hurt me what I see in somebody else. I don't know about feel good. He's, he's got all those problems. And I have nothing. So if a person really wanted to, uh, 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 to know what a person is, just listen when he calls other people. Now we talk to the other people. You can write a book exactly what the person is himself. And they will call out, come and say, if you were in the court at that point, the jury would say, or the lawyer would say, I rest my case. No, I have nothing more to say. Korah said it already. Korah has proven that he is the biggest Baal Ga'aba because what he can do to Thomas Jerabenu. That's all he sees is Ga'aba. And that's why to be a, a Kohen, to be a servant, a minister of God, the first thing has to be humility. And therefore, the closer you are to the service of God, the more humble, obviously, you have to be. But again, if God cannot tolerate the arrogant guy, he's not going to let him be the minister of his temple, unless he's Anaba. So the one that goes into the Kodesh Kodeshim, could you imagine how humble he has to be? Because he's the closest to God. The closer you are to God, that means God says that you're the most humble. Or I should say the opposite. The more humble a person is, the more access he'll have to come close to God. God says, I am with the Deka Ushval Ruach. Deka? Deka? Deka. Deka means the one that is, is, is low. Because oh, okay. that's the only word you don't understand in the whole Shi'ud so far. So now we can continue over here. I'm just saying that. I said a thousand words. That's the only word you don't understand so far. So now we have over here, we have over here another one. Now watch. Now we have another one. Now we have another explanation. Who has to be more humble? A Kohen or a Levi? A Kohen. I get Kapara. I get the Kapara. He got, he, I bring him out. The game I bring it out with me. Don't worry about it. So now, explanation is like this. You're good. You're covered. You're covered. So now, oh, so now, who has to be more humble? A Kohen or a Levi? Simple. Kohen has more access. More access, uh, more humility. But Levi has to be humble as well. So now all of a sudden, what's, what's Korah's claim? Korah's coming, I want to be a Kohen. So Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come along and tell him, Dirbalag, you, you don't even have the qualities to be a Levi with your Gaza. And you want to be a Kohen? How does he tell him that? Hama'at Mikem. What's it mean, Hama'at Mikem? I always understood Hama'at Mikem. I want to open up the pistol, keep the seat inside. In the beginning. In the beginning. Baruch. In the beginning, when he's coming to give his claims, Moshe Rabbeinu says, right in the beginning, Look at the Pasukim over here. What Pasuk? Pasuk Tet. Shimona ben Nevi. Listen, sons of Nevi. Hamat Mikem. I always understood Hamat Mikem means, is it, is it a little what you have? Be happy you're Nevi. 
מה אני אומר לכיוונה פה? בשביל שכיבדין, אלוהי אתכם, מעדת ישראל להקריב אתכם אליו, לעבוד עבודת המשכן, it's not a small thing what you got, be happy with yad. Now, I, I have to be wrong, because if that's what Moshe was saying, it's enough what you have, he should have said, המעט לכם. המעט מיקל is, המעט from you. From you, Moshe Rabbeinu was telling God, Hamat Mikem, you know what's required from you? Hamat, humility. He says, to be a Levi, it requires humility. And you want to now with this Gaaba, you have no responsibility to humility. And now you want to be Ge'er, and become Kohen? You understand how we learned the Pasuk? But you know who deserves the Kehuna? Look at the next Pasuk. Aharon is Mahu. How are you arguing on the, on the, on the humble man? Aharon Mahu. Aharon is nothing. So that's what he's coming to say. Korah, you're the least qualified to become a Kohen. As a matter of fact, we might take the Nibiyah away from you. The way you're acting. Hamat mikem. Kona, little humility, please. All, all we're asking from you is hamat. Lower yourself a bit. But to come along with this arrogance uh, uh, in, in such a way, uh, what's going on over here? <laughs> look, look, look at the difference, if I just to point out. If you want to see the difference between Kona and Aharon, I mean, it's staggering. Kona, what was driving him behind this whole thing over here? Kabod, Kena'a, Ga'ava, basically, according to the opinions of the Hakamim, he saw that his younger cousin got an appointment. There was a guy called Elitzafan bin Uzi'il. I'm not going to go into the whole family lineage now. It's Korah's younger cousin. And uh, he felt that he got passed over, uh, Korah. And he felt, hey, I'm the older guy, I should have been. And therefore he resented that somebody else got a position of power, and he didn't. Compare that to Aharon, who was the older brother of Moshe, and when he heard that his brother received the appointment, what does Aharon say? So they would think of this without saying to God, who's worthy here? The guy who's complaining that his younger cousin became a tribal leader, or is the Sadiq Aharon that saw his brother, who actually was younger, and received not to be a tribal leader? But the leader took his job also. I took his job. I went to Aaron's reaction. So look at these. I call out saying, I'm more worthy than this guy, Aaron. <laughs> you're more worthy? Which is, you, we don't even know if you're worthy to be a Levi, let alone to take this man's job. They're, they're, they're polar opposites, Korah and Aaron. They stand at the other side of the, uh, of the spectrum. Beautiful. So it comes out according to this. Listen, he's a gaba. It says in the Gemara Sota, and Afaron in Ar. His dirt is not gonna, it's not gonna move. So it sounds like Korah and Lot Ayatemitim. Comes, comes the Benny Shai says, wait, 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 wait. He says, oh. is it possible to say that a person that has Gaaba is not gonna be resurrected? He says, if that's the case, you're disqualifying 98% of the people. 
I mean, Gaba is rampant. More than COVID. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. The difference is there's a vaccine for Gaba. Not important. We don't want to get into that, uh, Jacob. We're not getting into that over here. We're talking about now the, the subject. Does that seem work? That's not, not my topic. So now, the explanation is like this. But the Kibbalah says, Enafaron in Ab. So the British Heights says, if it meant to say they're not going to be resurrected, it should say, Enukam Mithraetamitim. What is this? His, his dirt is not going to be moved. Tell us to be straight out. We're big boys. Say, Hamid Ga'eh, Enukam But doesn't say that. Because the Benish Chai says the Ga'ava can be resurrected. And that's not what the Gemara was saying. I said, You have to understand what that means. His dirt will not be moved. You don't have to know what that means. So he says something amazing. He says, There's two ways of Tahiyat Temetim. There's two ways it can happen. One way is, it'll be like somebody sleeping. Then you know how you wake up somebody who's sleeping? It happened. Shake him a little. He gets up. And he had a good sleep. Feels good. Feels refreshed. Feels strong. He has no recollection of uh, you know, anything that happened before, but at night. He's, there's another way of, of, of waking up. And he gives the mashal. He says, somebody went through a major surgery. And they put him in anesthesia. He didn't feel anything. When they wake him up about anesthesia, the guy's body, he starts to feel every single cut and every single pain and every single... They're both up. And they both were woken up. But one was woken up from an anesthesia and one was woken up from a sleep. It's a different feeling. So he says, when do we say the person's going to wake up normally? When the guy is anab. Hakitsu shokhini afar. What's that hakitsu? Wake up. Wake up there. And, and what is it with Afaron and Naar? They're going to shake the Afar. They're going to shake the guy. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. However, if a person has Ga'ava in Afaron and Naar, he's not going to wake up like a person is waking up with a little nudge from, from the sleep. He's going to wake up like somebody that has to be woken up or from the anesthesia wears off. The only difference is he's going to feel all the pain, and they're not going to get up and feel 100%. Well, which means you have two guys in resurrection, they're both in the world's thing. How do you feel? Because I feel like a million dollars. How do you feel? I feel like a zero. I don't know what's going on over there. I'm terrible. They said resurrection. They said it's going to be unbelievable. Ah, you're a gay. So that's why you made it. Now, Benish Chai says, of course, you're going to have to make the Shuvah to a certain degree. You can't just uh, not. But still, the Ge'eh is such a Avon, so it's going to be. A different type of wake. One is going to be considered somebody sleeping, and one's going to be considered somebody that's coming out of an operation. And he gives the mashal. Is if you take the word afab, somebody that's a neighbor of afab, take the letters ayin perish. It's a trick. Let's spell the word ayin. How do you spell the word ayin? Ayin. Good done. So do me a favor. I don't care about the I, I just care about the filling letters. Because, no, not the, not the gematria. Not the gematria, just the letters themselves. Yud nun, so put yud nun on the paper. This is like a what game, a boggle. Put the yud nun on the paper. Now, the yud nun, by the way, are the neighbors of the I. Right? The neighbor of the I is yud nun. Now, let's go to afar. Pe, we're going to spell it pe he. 
So the neighbor of the pair is what? The hair. So now we got a yud, a nun, and a hair. And now we got what? Afar resh. Resh is resh yud shin. Now put yud shin. The yud shin is the neighbor of the resh. Those letters, yud, shin. Yud, nun, hey, yeshena. That's a guy that is sleeping. And then we said, the neighbors of Afar is yeshena. The neighbor of the word Afar is what? Those that are close to Afar, you know what's going to be? They're going to be sleeping. And therefore, nudge them a little and they'll wake up. Shochene Afar, he says. The neighbors of the word Afar. Right? Are we learning it, guy? The neighbors of the word Afar. The neighbors of the word Afar are the film letters. And the film letters say what? Yeshena. That what? When the tzaddik who passes, it's just going to be like he's sleeping. And therefore, it's just going to have to be that they have to push him a little to wake up. But the ge'er is going to be different. Based on this, we now understand something amazing. Something amazing. Shirabenu. <coughs> was a big tzaddik, as we know. And Majer Rabbeinu doesn't want the, the Shah not to be resurrected. But he wants the tzaddik to... But he knows that what? In the case of Korah, Korah committed federal, federal crimes. He committed major crimes against uh, Moshe, against the people. But the number one thing, he had, he had Kaaba. So what happens? He goes down to the grave alive. He went down alive. And Arizal says that Moshe Rabbeinu made a tikkun on Korah to go down alive because he's not going to marry Tihiyat and he's not going to get the key. God's not opening up the key. He needs a different system. He'll get out, but he needs a different system. Understand what I'm saying? If he's going to die, the and if he comes out, he's going to come out from, 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 from a painful surgery on his own body. And, and, and Arizal says, Sadiq Katamar Yifrah. Sadiq Katamar Yifrah, the last letters of that Sadiq Katamar Yifrah is Korah. That in the end, he's going to come out. So what happens? He's going to come out. And Moshe Rabbeinu made a tikkun from in the ground. And that's why for the rest of his life, Korah is saying, underground Moshe Emet, she's making the shuvah underneath the ground. Comes Hannah. And Hannah says, Hashem emit ma'yeh. However, in the case of Korah, it's not Hayatamitim. It's Morit Sheol. He went down alive. Bring him out alive. But wait, Korah needs to make a tikkun, says the Hatam Sufi. So watch what's going to happen. Korah's going to come out alive. And he's going to come out as what? As what he was in this world. What was he in this world? A Levi. And Aharon is going to come back into Ayatemetim. And what is he going to be? A Kohen. And what does the Levi give the Kohen? Terumat Ma'asir. And that's going to be the ultimate tikkun of Korah. That Korah is going to come back. And the Pasuk comes along and says, And Aharon is going to receive Ma'asir. And we ask, What do you mean? Aharon doesn't receive Ma'asir. Oh, yes, he is. In this case, we're talking about the first ma'asir and ma'asir in the post-Hayat world. And who's going to give the first ma'asir and ma'asir? Korach the Levi. And why? Because he needs to make a tikkun. He needs to make a tikkun. The whole world, he was saying, God, Aaron, you're not the chosen one. Aaron, you're not the one. So it'll be a big ceremony when Mashiach comes. Say, Rabotai, we need to settle some old business before we proceed to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the buffet. To the buffet. 
of Mashiach to be a big buffet. So before we go down to the buffet breakfast, we need to sell some old business. We'd like to call upon now Korach ben Yitzhak ben Kehat. Please uh, come here. And Korach is going to get up and say, Rabotai, I made a big mistake in the previous life. I was really the wrong guy. He was the right guy. I'd like to show that I made it tikkun. This is Ma'asir. When I'm Ma'asir, I am a Levi. And then I'd like to present this to Aaron Kohen. Aaron, of course, will have Shalom. will receive it. And will say, Korah, you are fixed. And as they say in the fairy tales, everybody will live happily ever after. Amen. 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 Amen.